Thanks for tuning into the Firehouse Chronicles with Matt and Katie Spinks, stumbling our way through the glory since 2008. These are our ongoing episodes of revelations into the simple and blissful gospel of Jesus Christ. You can find us at thefirehouseprojects.com, find more on our Facebook page, subscribe to our YouTube channel at You Are Gods on YouTube, or find these podcasts on any of the podcasting platforms, Apple Music, Spotify, etc. We're also on Instagram. Find us all over the internet. We just want to share the joy, the ecstatic bliss of the unconditional love of Jesus and our union with Him. So enjoy the episodes and maybe even consider sharing the link with a friend. Welcome, everybody, to uh, to the Firehouse Projects podcast. I haven't done um, many of these type of recordings in a few months, but happy to get back in here with the new year. Um, it is January 4th, 2024. And uh, I'm going to do some interviews this year, some just kind of fun stuff with different friends that I think you guys should hear from. So today uh, we're starting out with uh, Martin Boyden, who's coming to us from Texas, from Austin, right? Are you in Austin? These Austin, days? Texas. Yeah. Austin. So good. So I, I've been wanting to, to, to get Martin into some of these different uh, broadcasts and, and uh, to have him on our podcast because... Martin's been a dude that's been uh, drinking the gospel for, uh, oh, I don't know, what a decade and a half or more at this point. And, yeah, I mean, uh, whatever 2007 is. 2007, dude. Come on. <laughs> yeah, 2007. That's around the oh. same time to this stuff and uh, just beginning to enjoy Union. And I mean, I'm really just beginning to enjoy Union. And uh, <laughs> uh, but it, yeah. excited to be here and just to... Um, to, you know, just to hear from some of the things that he's learned over these last several years, it's been a, it's been a wild ride. Um, <laughs> if you guys aren't familiar with Martin, he, uh, when I first heard about you, bro, you were in uh, the Austin area and kind of connected with like the Bliss Mission guys. And yeah, uh, and, uh, and, yeah it was, uh, was Bybee and I that started the Bliss Mission. So cool, man. Yeah, yeah. I remember those. And then, uh, you guys were there for a few years. Maybe you'll share something about that. But then I remember you went up to uh, to Portland and um, you started the Kynos coffee shops up there and uh, kind of built your, yeah. your business and and uh, you were doing like a, a farm as well. And and, uh, and yeah, now you're too many things. Yeah, so many different things. So, <laughs> yeah. And it's just it's just cool. You know, it, to me, it's just encouraging to see to see folks that have run with this for a while. And, uh, you know, it's not just a fad. It's not just like some new thing that people have been preaching, but, uh, but just to, you know, I mean, it's just cool to know you, bro. And, and we reconnected a little bit over the last couple of years, you came to Mexico with us. And then we were hanging out when we came down to Texas recently. And, uh, I just, I just love what you're about, man. And, and wanted to hear more. So I don't know, do you want to give anybody like a, a few little, like a walk down any memory lane or what? What happened to you in these last, like, well, how did you get into this in the first place? Like, what drew you into into the oh, gospel? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Jesus. <laughs> I know it's like this. It's like this. It's like the silly answer, you know? Right. Right. But uh, no, I. Uh, so. Man, yeah, I was kind of like driving to work a few days over the last like couple weeks since we've talked about doing this just kind of like man like 
Yeah. What are you gonna What are you gonna do, Holy Spirit? Like, what's the conversation? You started off kind of like right where I was feeling Holy Spirit was gonna go anyway. And he, Come on. So like I in two thousand seven, this dude came up to me and he was like, "You're gonna be in ministry," kind of like a prophetic word, right? Well, at that point in time, like I had already gone through like some crazy stuff in my church, right? So like grew up in the grew up in a very like charismatic situation where like you know Toronto renewal and all those things were happening and like that was way over on the east coast and yet we were on the west coast up in Oregon and like I remember like being at our church with these like meetings until like midnight and like people like being carried out of our church and like people sleeping in like sleeping in the like the parking lot because they were just like too far gone to like feel like they could drive and they just stayed overnight until the next meeting. Right. And so like I had, I guess in some ways an early brainwashing, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> but like, but the cool, you know, like I, I saw it young, you know, and I was thinking about this really kind of funny story where the, the fire of God with, Fuego de Dios, Mr. David Hogan, right? Yeah, our pastor was tight with David Hogan for many years. Yeah, and he he was at our church. I was like maybe eight, nine, something to that extent. And I have I have my buddy on the one side and another buddy on the other, and we had all lined up in the hallway through the church because he was going to lay, lay hands on everybody there, right? Because the only way to get any good stuff is to be touched. Um <laughs> But no, I, and so I'm sitting there talking to my buddy and I can remember him going, hey, when he when he touches you, are you going to fall down? <laughs> and I was like, I was like, uh, I don't I don't know. Like, I, I don't think so. Like, I don't even know what's happening, really. I don't know they're talking about Jesus, I think, you know, I was probably sitting in the back just like drawing at that point in time. Um, <laughs> but he. You know, he, he he came up to our little group and he placed his hand on my buddy who was to my right. His name was James. And I see him kind of go, oh, and like look at me and like fall down, right? And I was like, oh, funny. Like he got, you know, he fell down, slain in the spear, all the good things, right? Well, then he got to me and I remember him touching my head. And then I remember waking up like an hour later. Like, not even kidding. It was just, like, one of those bizarre situations where, like, there were, like, no other kids hanging out there. And all of a sudden, I'm, like, coming to. And I, I just didn't think much of it, you know? Um, and I, I grew up with, like, a mom who, like, in the morning, she'd be doing her, like, stair-stepping routine to, you know, that blonde chick in the bathing suit, right? And she's all, you know, doing her yeah. thing. And my mom's out there, and she's doing it while, like, speaking in tongues, right? And I was always like, this is weird stuff. But it was just—it was just there, right? It was just kind of a common thing. We were just in it. Yeah. So anyway, this dude comes to me in like 2007. He's like, "You're gonna be in ministry," and I was like, "Nah." Like, I had just gone through two different pastors, as like youth pastors. One, the wife had an affair, and the another wife had an affair, and then we were on our third. He ended up having an affair. So like, I've been around this like mess of things for a while, and. The so I kind of wanted nothing to do with it, you know. I, I was like really just kind of cool, like playing baseball. That was my jam. I was, just, I'm gonna do that. We're gonna call it good. And this dude comes up to me and he says, "You're gonna do ministry." And 
I just kind of remember it was like not until days, weeks later, even that I'd be like reading my Bible and I would be like, I don't want to do this. And I'd like try to push it away, you know, and it's like when it was cool to read your Bible, you know, um, <laughs> and, uh, and yet I was also like trying to not be cool by like pushing the Bible away. But then I was like, just like, there was so much, I was just, I was just like feeling good, you know? Well, then my little sister and I, we were just like, let's just start like praying together. Well, we got like hammer drunk in like my bedroom, just like, <laughs> and we had like, no, I, we were like, totally like, what is going on here? Come on. Well, and then. There's nobody there at that point in time, nobody was talking about it. Like the renewal had been gone, right? The time of refreshing was over. Like we're waiting <laughs> on something new. <laughs> and so we're waiting on this whole thing to happen. And we were just like in our room, just like getting like totally slammed with something. And I I I had uh, I guess a vague memory of these things happening as a kid, but I just didn't know what was up. And uh and it was then that I actually started like kind of trying to find it like okay what who's talking about this stuff and that was when um benjamin dunn was like one of the first guys i ever heard like yeah say something like kind of scandalous like oh it's all about grace i'm like what is grace <laughs> you know like i know i know we were part of like the um grace international group of churches that didn't seem too gracie you know yeah um and it was just kind of a wild ride for, for many years, you know, like that, that would have been like sophomore year, high school, going into junior year. I was like, okay, like still, you know, still trying to play ball, doing that, getting injured, playing ball, then actually being like, well, I guess, I guess I really do feel like ministry is what I'm supposed to do. And I'm like, just hammered with this message. That's just really good to me. I'm like, yeah, I, I feel on. freedom. I feel like very like, happy which that seems like a you know lean into your happiness right well if your happiness is christ like just <laughs> i guess lean into that right and so i just kind of went that direction with it kind of just went head first into like this i don't know what i'm doing i'm just gonna have fun i would go on random trips i would go to like wherever the lord would say hey go to this school over there in this random place and that's what actually got me to austin there was a church plant happening and it was like totally kind of outside of the sphere of my understanding at the time. It was like totally this, like it felt so just law and, you know, just like a regular typical church. And yet I knew I was supposed to be there and I was so many amazing things came from it. And honestly, like they're a super healthy community. So, it, you know, bless them and what they're doing. They're amazing, but it just wasn't right for me, but I met my wife met Will Bybee, you know, we kind of just started doing our thing down here. Um, there's actually like, you know, I, I, I wouldn't normally talk about this story, but um, I feel like your, uh, your group and the people that will listen to this will probably uh, mostly appreciate it, but um, they've probably heard it if they've been in the, the, the Crowder world at all, because I went on this trip to Bulgaria, right? I wanted you to share some of the stories from the 15 years of walking in this stuff, the good, the bad, and the ugly, you know? So this is good. Yeah. <laughs> what do you want to start with though? Like, you want to start with the weird good stuff? Or the... <laughs> I don't know if I want to end on like the, Oh, well, there's also been a lot of weird 
people and a lot of hurts and pains, you know, but there have been, you know I mean? That's a part of like, yeah. Being a community. It's a part of like, you know, it's, it's kind of the beauty and the unfortunate part of our humanity is that we are whole and we are, we are made perfect and we are like the very image of God, right? We are filled with the Godhead. And, and, and yet we still experience these things. Like Paul is like, yo, I'm like, I'm in the midst of contradiction all the time. And there's been a lot of years that, that felt that way. <laughs> it also felt like, man, God, like I, I've been like faithful, you know, outside of, you know, like maybe like doing some naughty things on the internet every once in a while or something, you know, but like, you know, it's you, like, I've been faithful. And I'm... What was that? <laughs> I said, you, you, you've made mistakes, bro. I know. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but it was crazy because I just felt like I was just like, man, I've just like been hanging out with this, like this message for so long. And I just never felt like there were opportunities. Like I never had the opportunity to be out there doing it. You know, and there were a lot of times where I just did. I'd go on trips. Like I said, Bulgaria, went to the Philippines multiple times, Mexico multiple times. Like I've been all over doing this stuff and traveled with a couple of different guys and did some ministry things and, and did it for years. But, you know, just been a lot of years too where you know my wife she deals with some some mental illness stuff and like there's always this lingering like question and this tension there of like well what what is our humanity and we believe in this message and i you know i think for a lot of years we were especially early on i would say 2007 to 2010 12 there was a lot of this like heavy push for like we're not a part of the word of faith movement, right? Instead, we're just simply the ones that know that we're actually perfect already, right? Yeah. And there's a real beauty in that because there is truth in the fact that Jesus has made us perfect. He has completely healed us. And yet what happens when we don't see that in our physical, right? And I think with the mental state, stuff especially like and seeing it in my own household i i've had so many questions about it you know that's kind of why i decided to go into like the study of theology kind of transition into counseling and well let, let me just interrupt you real quick because for the some of you guys don't know and this is part of why i wanted to have martin on is that you know in his walk and i can say the same like over these years in a community and amidst communities that were, you know, preaching, you are whole, you are complete, you are, you know, perfect in Christ, that we've seen so many people struggle. We've seen, you know, it's not that we haven't seen illness, mental illness, you know, family members die, like friends fall away, like people go through really discouraging yeah. and and so there's been a number of us that have, you know, been conversing together saying like, you know, what, what is a way to pastor this better? What, what are the role of counselors? What are the role of therapists and, and trying to not swing to one side of the pendulum or the other or write anything off. And so I just, I, what, one of the things that Martin has done is actually gone and gotten his degree in counseling and and dove into this stuff in, in a really rich way, but he's still maintaining that perspective of Jesus Christ and him crucified the person and work of Christ. So 
just I'm just that's a little aside, a little intro, maybe to what totally no, I mean that's exactly what it is though. Yeah, like what what you're sharing is like it it and and part of my heart is like we've had this talk several times. It's like we need pastors, we need to walk this together in community, and we need counselors, we need therapists, um, but not you know it's like even even like when you talk about grief like we want to grieve but not like the world does you know so how is there this this place where we learn to just walk this stuff together without nullifying yeah. the message without also by learning like man there have been leaps and bounds and breakthroughs in the areas of mental health and in, in psychology yeah. and you know these may be young sciences but it's time for us to uh, you know adopt a holistic approach and so i just appreciate that about you bro and so anyway you know i i don't know i i'd love to open up this podcast to speak you know for you to speak in, into that in whatever way you feel man so yeah i mean like I, like i said like i mean we have people that we're dear to that have you know have lost family members right like yeah you know we with we, we, with my with my wife's situation it's like i'm not gonna tell her story necessarily but like it, it's it's impacted me right to the extent to where like i've had to in some ways feel like i'm tiptoeing around like how much how much can i just press this idea of our wholeness and our perfection when all she's experiencing is this place of like come on bro this, this deep pain, you know, and, and deep sadness, like depression, it, like it is not our portion by any means. It's not what we are made for. It's not what we're created for. It's like, yeah, we do not grieve like the world grieves. And yet we also are just as human as they are. And Christ is just as human as we are. Right. I like the, when, especially like, I feel like when the question of hell started really coming up in our kind of sphere, um, yeah our our grace movement right the 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 finished work of the cross kind of was like here's jesus and then there was like a big big deal about hell for a long time and hilariously enough like two or three years kind of before it was like a big deal i was still in austin it was like right before i'd gotten married and i, I was just like talking to jesus and I, I started having this idea about like like all these questions about life, death, hell, all these things, right? And I'm sitting there and Jesus just kind of came to me and was like, hey, you're you're not you're not supposed to have a doctrine of hell. Right? I was like, well, why? And he, it was just like one of those his answer was so simple. He said, because I've assumed hell more than anyone else could experience. I became wow. it. And I was like, whoa, like we talk about him becoming death. We talk about him becoming sin right all these things and oh he took these upon himself but him becoming human but then dying and then entering into that place where he goes into the 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 depths right and he speaks to those captive from, from the days of Noah, whatever that means right and yet he went so far as to completely assume all of creation and our own messed up thinking our own depravity our own hell and became it you know like wow i remember one time i did i i, I was doing a little uh speaking engagement and 
it was, you know, I felt like, you know, dropping heresy or something. I don't know. People thought I was in heresy. Always do. It's fine. But <laughs> we were talking kind of about the, the, the cruciform Christ. And I, I asked somebody, and it just kind of kind of dawned on me right there. I said, what do you all think sin is? Right. And this is a statement that I, I've never really talked about much more because it is kind of like, a, ooh, ah, what, what are we saying here? But yeah. I had everybody like write down like an answer, like, oh, they missed the mark or they six. And I like turned my paper around. I just said, Jesus. <laughs> it's like he became sin. He became the very thing that wow. made us feel we were separate. It says when we were dead in our trespassing sin, that, that word dead there, it, it actually means to not exist. Wow. Right. And so, like, if there was a hell, like, honestly, like, you know, if there was something that is eternal or something different that, you know, I'm not really there and haven't been for probably the last 12 years. But I, I kind of feel the sense of like, man, a, annihilationists kind of have kind of have the upper hand on like the feeling of like, wow, to not exist at all seems like absolute terror to me. <laughs> I mean, like, what does that mean? It's be, uh, and a lot of that's because I found that like when I was feeling that way, he, he, he actually took me and he made me alive. Right. Like he entered into that place of my non-existence and he made me exist. And yet so, we exist within our human body. Right. And our, and our human body is not evil. It's not bad. We enjoy it. But when someone gets ill in our group, I right, say they get cancer. Right. We don't go to them and say, hey, like change your thinking about your cancer. In some ways we do, because that, you know, like there is an aspect of like, hey, like, you know, let's let's. Let's think about things from the the perspective of Christ, where he is seated at the throne, right? Like, let's think about that. But I'm not going to blame them for getting that. Yeah. I'm also not going to say to somebody who's dealing with mental illness, like, if you just changed your mind about this, you'd be okay. Yeah. Right? I do believe in metanoia. I do believe. And yet I can't put that on my spouse or my friend or their friend or their child to make that right. Right. Yeah. It, it has to be Jesus within them making that right. Yes. And so, so there's a lot of peace there. And like now wanting to actually go and kind of work with people in a place of torment or trauma. I'd love to work with people who have like, you know, spiritual trauma or like have experienced spiritual abuse because like we've all been there. You know, <laughs> like yeah. like I said, like I went through all these wives having affairs in my own church. And guess what? Then we were like, we have the message that's perfect and glorious and amazing. And guess what? The the person I experienced the first ever gospel from, well, his wife went out and slept with another man. You know, it's like, and then that that was devastating too. Because I'm like, man, what is this message? Like, if this message doesn't actually change who we are, like, are we just are we just doing this in vain? Like, are we just doing this because it's cool, or I can make a few dollars because? I get up on a stage and I can pull a good offering. Like, and I think that was actually a lot of what kept me out of ministry for so long is that like, man, I didn't want to be just like this dude up on the stage. that was like trying to do it for myself and like, go get the money. And yeah, you know, like, yeah, there is an enjoyment in it. Like I was telling you a couple of weeks on the phone, you know, weeks ago on the phone, I was like, dude, if I don't preach this message or if I don't communicate about how I'm feeling about this, this inclusion that we have, I will feel sick to my body. I told my wife that and she was like, you know what? Let's just do it. Like, yeah. just go no, do I, it. You know, she wants, she in a lot of ways, she wants nothing to do with it. She's like, I am an artist and I do not want to talk about it. And I don't want to be on stage. But for her to just even be like, let's, 
let's take that step and like let's do something like you know it, it. it feels it feels good it feels really like freeing and but oh man there's there's so much so many ways we could go with this but and i i love just kind of having these conversations we're just kind of I've been having so many of the similar types of conversations for the last couple of years with a lot of different folks. And it's like, you know, and it's encouraging because there, there are just so many people that, I mean, the world is desperate to just see something real and like re real love and real, we, we all still believe in community, even though we've been through these, so many cults and church abuse <laughs> left and right. And like, but people still believe and they, they look at Jesus and there's like, there's something substantial there, you know, and, and, and we dream about having healthy communities. And, and so I just think these are the type of conversations we need to keep having and, and saying, yeah, like, you know, when, when we first got this message and like when I first got whacked and I was just seeing the finished work, I never imagined that, you know, we would have so many leaders like fall off or just people, you know, affairs or just like, yeah, you know, all the same stuff we grew up seeing in church, and it's like, okay, you know, maybe we need to develop a little bit more in depth, like communities where this this stuff can be pastored, talked about, where there's authenticity and real relationships happening, and not just conferences and you know big events where people get new books, but it's like this is the real stuff. I mean, like you're talking about with you know you and your wife, like you know, you're, you're dealing with real stuff at home and you don't want to be a hypocrite and you want to just like keep, you feel called to ministry. You feel called to release the gospel. And uh, I just love that, man. And I think there's so many people that can relate and we're, we're just learning. Like, I don't know, it, it might, it might be fun to reminisce of a few, few stories or things that we've learned in the last 15 years too, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, I guess, no, I mean, it, yeah. I mean, how do we move forward? You know, how do we keep moving forward? Like, what are some of the lessons that really stand out? I, I guess is like kind of the probably, probably a good way to keep going with this podcast. It's like, cause I, I like to think that we've learned some things through it all, you know, <laughs> we're still growing. But, you know. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like I've learned nothing. And then I see other times where I'm like, cool, there's a, there's a yes. simple do change there, I guess, that took place. I don't know, you know. Yeah. No, but I, yeah. So from Austin, we moved to Astoria, and we were there for like a year, which is like the very tip of Oregon, on the coast. Beautiful area. I mean, I felt super kind of depressed because I went from like hundred degree weather, which I freaking love, to like jury and like like yeah. I had experienced winters because Oregon gets cold, but this was like wet. You know, this is like constant cloud cat and so i just was like this is moving from like the bliss mission which honestly i felt god moving me out anyway like i was experienced like one of the things that happened with us is like you know john had come down and he ordained will and dave was there and you know we had a good time we had a party and it was it was wacky and it was fun and when then we start doing our thing well then we have all these people come in and they're unhealthy like just right. generally speaking, they're unhealthy. And when when the message was just simply, hey, bring him in and like the message is going to 
change them and we just we just got to let them be and let them do their thing it's like i started really having an issue with that i was like bro i can't i can't keep looking at these like mid 20 year old dudes when i'm like younger than all of them and being like hey there's still like practical aspects of our human life that are okay to like try to figure out you know yeah. it's okay to take personal responsibility for your some actions right it's okay to be like hey don't if you you know if if you're saying that you're dealing with these these issues like i don't know like you want to sleep with people all the time well, well maybe don't go hang out at the, the nightclubs and you know continue to drink and do the drugs that you are telling people that you're free from right, right? like like it's just <laughs> i don't know yeah. i just like I started really having an issue with that. And I was like, bro, like we can have, and they're living in my house and I'm experiencing them just like their lives are falling apart around us. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, like it might be a healthy choice to set a, set some boundaries and be like, Hey, these are the things that we have to like commit to in our life. Like we have children, you have children, like you do set boundaries for your children. You do that because you do love them. You're like, do that because hey we have a standard within our house that says you're not gonna argue with your sister every time she does something to you right yeah that, that has never worked either yeah. setting those boundaries up but it maybe one day it will you know but no but about boundaries has been a big thing yeah and for us too it's interesting because like it, it's such a it's such a nuanced discussion and it's so different for each individual so it's like you have to kind of, and I think this is something that we're, we're, we are finally starting to see, but like, just, you know, a, a mature pastoral aspect, like, like mothers and fathers starting to kind of grow up in, in the midst of, of the communities, like trusted voices. And I think in the early days, it was so tough because anybody that was speaking some of this pastoral wisdom, like they were also telling you to like sober up from the whack, or they were also like, yeah, you know, they, they weren't telling you that you're a new creation in Christ or like all of these kind of theological and experiential supernatural stuff. They, they could give you some practical wisdom, but like it would also like draw you out of that. And so we we're all yeah. in these thing like revelations in some certain ways, but also there was just such a immaturity in so many other things. So it's like, yeah, just thankful and hopeful that like now that maybe, maybe we've learned a little bit about boundaries and uh, maybe there's some trusted voices that won't tell you to sober up or stop believing the gospel, but may tell you to go get some therapy or we can recommend a counselor or here are some ways to set healthy boundaries, you know, or how to like keep a job, how to get and hold a job down, you know, like some of this stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, that's actually what I really feel like I, man, I've been, I was saying it early on i i, I yeah. felt like the, the the call in my life if you want to put it that way like i felt pastoral right it was like it's yeah. something about being a pastor and like which is a bizarre situation because i immediately kind of felt like i, I couldn't be in like what i knew the church all right so it's like i'm outside of this organization now that i know where pastors are and even younger i remember telling people that were like trying to like I, you know, I kind of became their pet projects and all this stuff. I, I remember telling them like, bro, like this is between me and Jesus. Like I'm not looking for a pastor right now. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And, and I don't know, maybe there was like some wisdom in that because I've been 
I've been hurt from pastors or like I felt that pain. And so I just decided to like completely isolate myself from that world and just have Jesus, <laughs> which I, in some ways was a really beautiful thing. And I, I think I grew a lot from that. But then on the other hand, like I've watched so many come into the the hearing of this message and saying, hey, like, and something does bubble up within them and something does kind of begin to shift if you want to put it that way right like we're we're not saying that like hey there's this huge change that now is going to be forever taking place in your life and you're never good enough yeah but when i say shift i just mean like they're remembering it like christ says do this in remembrance of me right when we sit at the table he says do this in remembrance of me it's like there's a constant and continual remembrance and i remember still to this day (laughs) One of my favorite prayers from scripture is, hey, I, I believe, help me in my unbelief. Because <laughs> you know? yes. like, there's a lot of times where I'm like, dude, I just don't know if I believe this thing. You know what I mean? Especially when like all these people just keep going off and doing their own thing and their lives seem to be okay to an extent. You know, I feel like a lot of times I do start to see their lives kind of fall apart from our perspective. But, you know, there can there's never a right perspective, apparently. But <laughs> but, but years ago, I remember telling people like, hey, I'm watching all these people come to these meetings to get jacked up and like, where do they go from here? Yeah. And I've seen more often than not, they come in and then they kind of don't know where to go. They don't have a place to go. They don't have a place to call home, but not even just a place to call home. They don't even know like what to think about or what to look about, look to when they're experiencing potential torments or experiencing like, the, the pain and the trauma that may come back up, you know, like, Oh, yep. this, this person over here beat me. Maybe my father beat me when I, when he was drunk. And so now like I have two options. I have don't touch it, it at all, or yeah. I'm just bad shit crazy on it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I was like, there's also the other option which funny enough, my mom has this story that she told me regarding alcohol. When I started kind of becoming an age where like I started thinking about drinking probably like 12, right? No, (laughs) but she's like, Hey, um, well, she, she told me this story where like she was, she was a partier, right? She had a lot of, she had a lot of good fun. Well, then she, didn't have fun and she was wanting to kill herself and she wasn't feeling very happy anymore. Right. Well, yeah, it kind of had run its course, you know, seventies, eighties, nineties, having a good time, all the you know, party drugs. Yeah. Whoo, you know, but she became a Christian. Well, well, guess what? Now you can't drink. It's bad. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then in her heart, she's going but I have this thing over here where like my dad was an alcoholic and I'm, st- I'm stuck in that now forever, potentially. But then over here, like what I believe is saying, you can't even think about this stuff. Right. Well, like, she, went out, with her, she yeah. went out with her friends, you know? Right. And uh, each one is ordering a beer and she hears in her heart, you need to drink a beer. And she goes, no, that's clearly the devil. (laughs) The devil is telling me to drink the beer. Well, 
He then responds again. This isn't the devil. This is Jesus. And he said, you need to order a drink. She goes, I can't <laughs> order a drink. He goes, you need to order a drink. And here's why. Because if you don't know that you have the power over that, I've given you the power over that, and you are free, you're not an alcoholic, then you'll never know. Yeah. And so she had a drink that night, and she's never struggled with alcoholism ever again. Right? Come and so on. it's like the message there is Jesus does actually set you free. Yes, and he doesn't right. set you free to isolate yourself from the world, but he sets you free to entertain this life in a healthy way and doing it in a healthy way. We can then be healthy for the people around us. And when we're healthy for the people around us, they'll grow. And then it just kind of becomes this, you know, kind of reciprocal, amazing experience. Well, I love what you're pointing at too. And you kind of mentioned this earlier was like, sometimes we're just learning how to be human you know, and just enjoying physical things, enjoy just learning some of that stuff, not hyper spiritualizing everything, not like swinging from one pendulum to the other. But uh, it, it and it's like sometimes we just want to, you know, talk about I mean, and I still do. You know, all I want to talk about is the gospel, like all the time, you know, and <laughs> but then sometimes people just need to learn a few little human lessons here and there, and like, you know, and that's just one, you know, I mean, Crowder's money, sex, beer, God book is really good on that subject. Yeah. And, but you know, it, a, a lot of that, it's like, yeah, I think that's been a lesson we've learned, you know, in the communities. And and it's a lot of what you were saying too. It's like, I just thank God that there are some communities even, you know, arising or people are still, whether it's even just, you know, four or five people that are still gathering together, because like you said, I mean, when you hear this message of our completeness in Christ, you know, just God and man inseparably united it, no distance, no delay, it can become hard for you to relate to a lot of different churches. And so there a lot of people just out lone ranger lost wandering, you know, don't have anybody to fellowship with. If they have a blind spot. They have nobody that can speak into it. And so I'm just thankful that there are some communities out there and and a few more forming, you know, every, every year I hear of one or two more and that we're, you know, we're able to have these kind of conversations. We're able to encourage folks to just, Hey, it's okay to learn about being human. It's nice, you know, have some of those kind of conversations with your community. It doesn't yeah. always have to, you know, uh, just some super spiritual topic or just theology. I mean, a good, our good Christology informs all this stuff. And, and that's what I love too, you know, when you're talking about like counseling and just and learning some of this pastoral stuff is that you're not separating it from, from the message. No, but dude, I think it's really true that like, you know, we, we, we're not really too deep into community right now ourselves. Just cause I mean, it's been tough. And it, I mean, I've been kicked out of communities too, you know, like we, we, we were yeah. in my hometown, you know, prophets never welcome their hometown. Right. <laughs> but like, <laughs> it's like oh I, I can find all sorts of cool verses to like put me in the right position right <laughs> truth is i think i was just kind of like kind of a lot of times i was arrogant i said what i wanted to instead of like kind of feeling out the, the the room i'm an enneagram eight so i like to challenge the crap out of whatever i can um but at the same time I, you know having experienced that being like 
hey, you're welcome here, but none of your beliefs are. <laughs> I, I, I had a pastor say that to me, right? Hey, you guys are welcome here, but we just don't want you saying anything. Okay, like, I, 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 I don't know how to do that very well. And so we just kind of decided, uh, we're not going to do anything. Well, then there are experiences that kind of suck at times not being in community where it's like, man, it, is, it seems like it's harder to find friends because like you also you don't necessarily live like they do. And like, out, you know, just out doing the thing in the world, even though it's fun, like we do have a lot of friends we go out and party with and have some good times with. But at the same time, like we haven't done the, the church thing in a long time. Um but that kind of also is like what I think God was placing on my heart when he kind of started prompting the idea of like doing counseling and like, maybe we can't call it, I don't know if we can call it counseling per se. Like, yeah, I got a degree in that, but like, I don't know. So I won't necessarily be like shanked by the state, right? Like it might be right. coaching, right? but yeah, I, I think, yeah. I think there's, you know, part of the spirit is counsel might. Right. And so it's like, I think there is an important aspect to that. And I kind of see that as in some ways like a modern pastoring kind of opportunity. Um, yeah. But I also kind of take really deeply like where two or more are gathered. <laughs> it's like I can be in a, I can be in a, a, a zoom call or I can be like, you know, in, a, in person face to face. And if it's just me and one other, like. There's a lot of glory. There I am with you, right? So it's like we we can still have that community, even a very different look, and yes. that, that's some of it too. Is like, man, we just we've tried community in so many ways, and like what we tried, and there keeps, you know, there keeps being problems in some ways, <laughs> and, and in other ways, like there's so many not problems, right? It's just maybe I don't want my kids to be in a situation where they're being taught that they're, you know, these terrible beings that really need to do things right <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, the, the, the community thing is a, is a big challenge everywhere man and it's uh i think there's a lot of people asking those questions and yeah in, in every region it looks different and i'm just i am so thankful we can gather like in so many just random ways you know coffee shops churches zoom like you just grab fellowship you know and it's it's beautiful thankful for the global body of Christ. And it's, it's amazing, but um, yeah, you know, I, I'd love to, to pick your brain a little bit more in this podcast, just on some of the counseling stuff and even, well, even just what, what you see as a beneficial, like how it can function in the body of Christ. Um, I, I'll give a little plug. You, you've got a website now. It is, it's all things new. What, what all, do you do? All made new. All made new. All made new. Yeah. Um, dot com. All made new. Yeah. Dot com. It's kind That's of in a building stage. Like we've been, we've been right. working on building it out and I think it's going to have a facelift here in the next couple of weeks. My wife, that's what she does. She does like oh, brand awesome. and graphic design and stuff. And so, yeah, so she's going to be working on my, uh, my website, uh, a little bit more. Um, and the, the way I see it is very much just like, the opportunity to communicate with people, right? Yeah. This, this idea of healing conversations is kind of keeps coming up to like, Hey, when we sit down we have a conversation with intention, you know, like it's, it's so funny to like, see how many times we have like trigger words in the glory, right? <laughs> like even yeah. the glory seems like a trigger word. 
half the time now because I see people out there and they're like, man, the glory. And I'm like, oh, God, like, here we go. You know, <laughs> uh, on the other hand, I'm like sitting there going like be intentional. It's like, oh, that's a trigger word to so many of us because we were taught all these things about being intentional. That it was just like it just felt nasty and like, oh, accountability. Like, oh, you don't need to be accountable. Just have Jesus. It's like, yeah, yes. But if but you're sleeping around, I'm like, dude, there's problems. Yeah. There's a positive intentionality. There's a positive accountability, but it does have to look different. huh? Absolutely. Yeah. And that, but I mean, Jesus was intentional, man. Like come on, Jesus. And, and he still is right. Like he showed up, he became human. Like there was so much intentionality there. Like the word becoming flesh, like the logos, like that literally is like the intention, the divine inspiration. Like the, that's like God's intent to be human, right? He became this very thing. And so it's like for us to be intentional means, hey, I, I have this person over here who does actually want to talk about something. I have this person who's actually looking for some healing in, in this this part of their being, Right we're not we're not going to be out here looking like three parts floating of our spirit and our souls and our minds and our but whatever right it's like no yeah. like we are we are united you know like we are our whole being is together but if you're having some struggles with your mind telling you things it's like hey remember you have the mind of christ maybe just saying that from like a far distance or from the pulpit or like just hearing that over and over again might actually just, it, it might just be a, you know, a, a, a loud noise out there somewhere eventually. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so it's like, it, we do sound like a, a loud noise if we don't have love. And so I think love is intentional. Love is like, is other centered. You know, like when, when, when I went on that, that trip with you in Mexico, I came back to my home and like within two days, I said something to my wife and she was about to walk out the door. Right. Yeah, And yeah. it's because for years and years and years, I was not intentional about like preparing a place for like love and romance and like all these things in our household. I was way too busy with my business. I was way too busy just being like overwhelmed. And that was like the most stressful, like, even though like I loved doing it, I still am doing it. Like it's called Kino's Coffee, by the way, plug. No, <laughs> but like really it's. It's been amazing in so many ways, but on the other hand, it was terrible in some ways because I just, for one, it, it I knew it wasn't what like my heart was really desiring. Like I've been desiring to like see the nations. I love traveling. So like seeing the world, eating good food, but like being able to eat good food and tell people about Jesus, like that's just a lot of fun, you know? Yeah. And so that's like my, that's like my heart. Let's be real. Like I want to see the world. I want to take my kids to other countries. I want to have a good time. But I want there to be intentionality behind it, too, that, like, has something for this world, you know? Yeah. And and so I really do feel like the way that my experience can help others is by having these, like, actual deep conversations or having I love that, an man. opportunity for people to be like, yo, dude, I actually am really struggling believing at all. They're yeah like, okay cool you know what i mean like i love that know, the so truth is like jesus already has so much love for us that jesus has already pulled us in jesus has already made us one like we can experience this life we can be on a journey we can be whatever we want to call it but like peter hyatt you know who peter hyatt is 
Yeah, yeah, I've met him in in uh, Denver. Okay, right? so he's a, he's a great guy, right? He like he was like one of the, I guess, more open voices about like Christian universalism, right? Yeah, um, which is cool. I, I've been down for that forever. Uh, it seems like, <laughs> um, but one of the things that he says, which I think is just like so so simple but also like just so beautiful he says if you've gone somewhere whether it's in life or after life and you haven't seen jesus or if you're not at jesus you're not at the end because he is the beginning and the end right <laughs> like that's just like so simple it's so easy it's like and I, i've been telling my friends that for years now just like Hey, you're struggling. It's like, hey, it's okay. You know what I mean? Like, let's make good choices still. Like, I'm not saying just like squander everything, right? Because it's like, do you know we do have like there's very little responsibility in the gospel. <laughs> like, I'm not responsible for somebody's like there's no blood on my hands. You know what I mean? Like, the only blood that's on my hands is when my hand was nailed to the cross with Christ, right? Like, I mean, that that's my blood on the hands, but like I'm not ashamed to think that like christ has done it and done it very well yeah. and so therefore if someone's in that place and they want to talk about it and they want to say hey no i don't believe at all i'm an atheist I'm like yeah cool like do your thing also it breaks my heart like it does break my heart because like i've experienced joy and there's so much joy to experience right and that, that's where that experience also comes in like if we just doing something over here that's just not experiential at all then it's kind of boring yeah. right but like we do have so much opportunity to experience something because he lives within us right close to the very air we breathe like i didn't have no one had to tell me to experience god it just kind of started happening i then wanted to know what it was all about right so i went yeah. out and did it but I, I am i am kind of tired of the runaround too though like let's be real like i'm tired of people coming in and then just experiencing hurt, experiencing pain, and just, like, flushing it all away. You know what I mean? Like, like I, I understand deconstruction. I understand saying, hey, like, we're over here. But I also understand that, like, hey, dude, it was counted to you as righteousness when it was really hard to believe, and you couldn't do it. But you, you just said, hey, I'm going to stay steadfast in this. Jesus' is strength Jesus' strength is the one that says, hey, even though I've experienced all these things and like, I, I'm not really into this thing. He says like, it's in your weakness that like, then I'm strong, right? So yeah, well, now, now we're breaching that deconstruction conversation too, which is uh, an interesting one. But I, I feel like what you just brought up with the, the intentional conversations, I, I really like that. It's like, and I, I feel like it, maybe that's kind of part of what you're, you're trying to do with with the all made new stuff is just provide that opportunity for intentional conversations like be a resource for that it that that makes a lot of sense to me and i feel like a lot of people probably wouldn't deconstruct so far off into like even just confusion cuz i think there's a healthy deconstruction that every person you Absolutely. know whether you call it that you could just call it metanoia but uh you also could call <laughs> oh, yeah. it yeah but you know, I think there's a healthy place for that because we're all letting go of ideas that didn't serve us or that weren't true, you know, that weren't based in truth, weren't based in Jesus. Um, 
but man, if, and how, I can't tell you how many people I've talked to that said I had these questions and I couldn't ask anybody at church, you know? And so yeah. it, it's like, that's if like the were... place I've been saying for years, that's the very place that my heart has been yeah. for years. Yeah. I, I feeling called to be a pastor didn't make yeah. sense to me because yeah. when I was a young child and I was in the, you know, the cool little Easter plays or whatever, as soon as it would come to my line, I would just start laughing because yeah. I had stage fright. Right. And yeah. then when I started to be like, oh, I'm a pa- I'm supposed to be a pastor, so I'm supposed to go out and do these things. And I was in ministry school, and they'd be like, okay, you're going to get the sermon tonight or in a week. So they give you a whole week to prepare. I'd write all my cool notes, right? And I'd get up there and I'd be like, five minutes later, I'd be like, okay, here we are. Yeah. Right? And on the other hand, if there was like a little bit of inspiration from the Holy Spirit, maybe it would last for 10, right? <laughs> but I was always just so like nervous and like, no, I don't do this standing in front of people. Put me on yeah. a baseball field. No problem. There can be hundreds of people. I don't even hear a thing, but you're looking at me, yo. And I don't want to be looked at like that. You know, I, I think I've learned a lot and I've kind of grown past some of that. Really the bet, the only time I was able to do it any bit well is when I was just too far gone to remember what happened. But yeah. Um, <laughs> But I was like really okay with like God being like, hey, you're going to be pastor, especially when he started introducing me to like this idea that I can have a conversation with somebody. You know what I mean? I'm like, to me, that's probably more of the early church model of pastoral ministry anyway. But like, it's such a different paradigm because, I mean, it's so funny. You say the word church to people and they think of something that's totally probably not biblical you say the word pastor they're thinking another thing that's probably not biblical so in a lot of ways like what we're just describing here is like in our kind of finished works grace whack communities we're coming back to a more like you know just accurate like picture of what a community with pastors could be could look like you know maybe that's a lot more intentional conversations and i i found that as like really effective in our group here in fort wayne too it's like most people, if they were awed by any of the events or any of the speakers that we had, that only lasts so long, you know. After a while, yeah. everyone wants friends that they can talk to about real things, you know. So it's yeah. Like, well, you know, it's you crazy know. though. Is I feel like God also does things so differently with people. Obviously, He does. But like, like I have a lot yeah. of friends who are great, great preachers. Yeah, can get up there and they can have like the most solid theological conversation with a lot of people not talking or barking depends right but (laughs) then you sit them down one-on-one and it's like kind of hard to have a conversation with them yes you know because they they don't operate that way and like not that they can't but like they know their strengths and they're like no i'm not doing that bro like that's not actually what i'm here for you know and it's really cool to have those people that come in and drop bombs and like hey cool like everyone's feeling it now i love that like i've enjoyed doing that myself but Boy, I just like I personally get so much more um, personal joy being somebody's helper of their joy, right? <laughs> like talking well, with them about their lives. That's really good too because uh, it, it's like we we, we you never want to like. It, there's just so much room, like you said, different personalities, different types of expression, um, and different ways of operation. Sometimes we're like, oh, you know, we don't need to have any events anymore. No, no teachings, no conferences. But really, you know, some people really do get a whole lot out of that stuff. You know, I mean, I do. Oh, yeah. And others don't. Others are like, they need to have those one-on-one conversations a lot more. 
And so it's like to, to have, to not say no to any of that, or to ha- at least have that resource offered somewhere for this, these different yeah. opportunities, people to encounter stuff. It sounds like a lot of what you're even describing with these conversations is like a form of, it's, it's like preaching the gospel, but in a totally different context, you know, it's like, it's maybe oh. in a, a lot of counseling yeah. that I have found effective with folks is just reminding them of the same gospel that may have been preached from the platform by the, by the man of God or whatever, but it's put into their actual life context in a conversation about real things that are happening with them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's cool. There, yeah. As soon as we started to think this is the one big key, we need to have more of this. It's like, that might be great, but there's so many, it's such a feast really. So it's, it's cool to have Dude, that. I mean, there is, there has to be room for all this stuff. Yeah. Cause like, yeah. although I have, you know, been to a counselor and done counseling myself. And like, I, you know, I have grown from that. I've learned how yeah. to love my wife better and I've learned how to like manage my children better. Like there's a lot of things that are beneficial from those. But then on the other hand, like I like being absolutely blitzed in yes. a huge group of people yes. listening to Kruger or like listening to John or like whatever, you know, like I love, I love that experience too, because that's, that's kind of home for me. Like that was what it was for the first, I don't know, 10 years of this, of this thing. It was like doing it that yeah. way, going to the groups and being in the big parties. And that's fun. Yeah. And even like I said, as a young, as a young kid, I experienced that. So there's something real to that. Yeah. It just may not be how I will now do some of the gospel stuff that I, I feel led to do. Right. Well, and I, and, I, but at I, the same time, if it does happen, cool. Like I'm down for it. But I like traveling and helping little kids, you know, oversee, you know, it's like that. That's just as much fun, too. So, yeah, I, I like that you're open to all that. And I feel like anybody that's watching, too, if you're like if you've you know enjoyed one type of ministry versus another, I, I almost feel Holy Spirit just saying, like, uh, don't close off to the other options as well. Like just because yeah. like maybe this is your favorite food don't, don't be closed off to trying this other type of food. You know, maybe you, maybe yeah. you've never got had shake and bake at an event, like give it a, you know, go give it a go. Don't, don't say it's not for you. Or maybe you've never had a good counseling session one-on-one with a professional, like yeah. there. give that a shot too. Maybe that's, you know, maybe it hasn't been where you were comfortable, but like there's so many different, you know, options, uh, there's just so many different kinds of ministries and gifts and callings and just, you know, I think we limit ourselves so many times. So that's it, cool to yeah. just talk. You know, and it's, it's crazy though, because like, I feel though, like we, like we've let, like I've limited myself a lot because I've, yeah. Like I opened my company with the intention that it would make enough money, like maybe make millions and then I could just go preach the gospel. Right. But there was also the other part of me that was like quite literally just kind of afraid to ask people to give me money. Yeah. Right? Like, and even now there's still that part of me that's like, man, I don't want to just ask people for money. Right. Yeah. I do like part of like the giving structure for what I want to have is like people who can't afford to go to a counselor or can't like, I want to have the opportunity for people to give to the ministry to say, Hey, like, I want you to like be able to do this with people. I want you to be able to see this, like 
see this opportunity through for those people who maybe can't do it, you know, at the same time, like I, I got this thing I want to do. And I, this idea of what God has put on my heart, but like, I still got to like feed my children and pay for my house and like do all this other stuff. So like, I got to work a job or until yep. maybe it does turn into something like I'd love for it to be, you know, I'd love to be making some money doing this obviously, but it's just kind of like a, man, you, you, you get in your head too. Like I've gotten in my head for years about that. Just like, Oh, if I ask anybody for money, they're going to like think I'm just that other bro. That's just going to go use it poorly or whatever the case may be, you know? And I've even experienced that in my business. Cause like, I was like, Hey, I'm going to give all this money to these people over here. And like, you know, him, it's Chad. Right. And then my business hardly did anything. I could never give as much as I wanted to. It's not that I didn't want to. And it's not that I was doing it to like, try to make yeah. gains off these poor children by no means. <laughs> like it was never that it was literally just like, dude, business is tough, bro. Like, yeah, exactly. it's not easy to go out there and make a lot of money. Oh, especially our COVID and <laughs> We were only able to run ours for like four years. So a lot of life lessons learned in there, you know? Oh man. Bro. Yeah. And yep. I mean, it's, it's tough right now. Holy cow. It's like probably harder than it's ever been. I'm working at a bank. You know what I mean? It's yep. kind of nice. I get like benefits for my family and stuff, but at the same time, I kind of feel like, you know, moving my family to Costa Rica and like having a little, little farm or having a <laughs> retreat center for all of us drunk people to show up and go visit Costa Rica for a while. I don't know. You know? <laughs> but, I love it. No, it's just, it, you know, this is the authentic life dude of, people that love the gospel and just want to share it everywhere around the world, but we're learning how to be human and we're learning to how to handle money and we're learning like how to deal when somebody gets sick or there's a issue that we need counseled through and it's just real life, man. And it's, it's, it's messy. And we've learned a lot. It was, it was really the fact that I almost blew up my marriage right after we went on a mission trip. Right. Yeah. It's like, Oh, I'm I'm here and I'm hammered drunk and it's a lot of fun and we're helping people and we're praying for our blind eyes and they're seeing and it's like crazy. But then like I get home and I'm like say something stupid and she's like, I'm out. Then yeah. it's like, oh Jesus, like this was not like Jesus, this is literally never my intention. Like, Lord, what do we do now? Yeah. And it was like it was reaching out to people and being like, hey. And Come I think on. having done that, now I feel like, man, I I I have actually learned a lot and I've been through some terrible stuff and I, I feel like I could actually offer somebody going through some marriage problems or something like, Dude, exactly. I guess you could call it advice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's advice yeah. as much as just like, maybe somebody just be there with them, you know? Yeah. It's like, Hey, you know what? I've been there too. Like, Oh, you said something stupid. Okay. Now, how are you going to love this person? Then? How are you going to turn around and love? And we do the same with anybody we're around. It's like, how are we going to love that person? Yes. And we're I, just, I mean, I've seen way too many marriages fall apart in this yeah. in whack. You know what I mean? It's like, there's no whack on marriages falling apart. You know what I mean? Like, we're, we're learning to draw from the fullness of Christ within us, but not just from some like, oh, oh, it's the fullness, but like noticing, oh, we have, yeah, we have joy. Yeah, we have whack, but we also have like, wisdom we have love we have patience we have self-control like all of these things that we're noticing I mean, the fruit, like the spirit doing stuff in your life 
Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. dude. And you know what? Even though, like, you may believe this shit, you know, this amazing stuff. Oh, shit. But, like, <laughs> sometimes I'm like, man, I can't be a preacher either. I swear to you. But, <laughs> no, but, like, you, like, believe it, and then you go out and do the opposite, or you feel like you're doing the opposite. And then you're yeah. feeling like you're definitely, like, now you're you know that's still that 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 like treadmill mindset like oh what that god is god's never gonna put me in that position because i've done bad things god's never gonna put me there like i know people are experiencing that like i've i've believed this message for many many years and yet i've still experienced that yeah and it's okay to experience that like i just feel like for years we were just told that like we're just like pushing it all off and we're drinking from a stream that's not within us. You know what I mean? Like, so we can go. Like, I can go and drink. You know, I can drink from your stream all day long. I love what you have to say. I love watching your podcast or when you do interviews or your preaches and stuff. I love when Crowder does stuff. I love when Seabax crew. I mean, I, you know, and endless names. Like, I, I love Judah Smith. I think he's, like, one of the greatest actual, like, come on, presenters of things. Even though it's, you know, not as whack as I've been around. But, like, dude, he preaches Jesus. You know, it's like. Yeah. There's there's a there's a presentation of Jesus that people need. We don't get we don't get faith by any way but Jesus, right? It's his Come gift on. to us. Come on. We've all been given it, but it also doesn't really get too uh doesn't get real active unless we hear something, right? Like unless we're hearing that thing and like it, you know, like it can become straight from the Holy Spirit. I mean, absolutely, but a lot of times it's coming from another person's mouth, right? So Christ within us, man. Christ in you. Christ in me. Yeah, really noticing. Take my my dad always likes to say taking it personal. You know, there's so many phrases that we can regurgitate, but until we've taken it personal and really just sat with sat with the gospel and let it permeate. And I think that's a lot of things with 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 good counsel and therapy too. It's like it's just helping you to see that truth in every area of your life in your history and the, the things that you've gone through don't don't define you as defeated and broken and you know these patterns yeah. don't find you these patterns don't have to continue you are free specifically you specifically like the areas of my heart that i thought were you know well i can't really show those areas you know or whatever yeah yeah so good well and like i think like i said earlier like the idea that like we see within the spirit, like counsel and might, right? They like, they kind of burn, they kind of burn together. And so it's kind of this idea that like, we are preaching the gospel. Like we're not, we're not going back on this message. There's no other message, right? There's nothing else there. It is also very true that what is there is counsel. Yes. And counsel comes through conversation and counsel comes through like getting to know somebody and counsel comes through like going deep into like the very like pits of our humanity. Right. Kruger says it when he enters the trash can of our existence. Right. It's like, yeah, he does. He enters our trash can and our trash can sometimes has very little trash in it. And that's amazing. And you feel, you know, you feel euphoric in those times. Yeah. <laughs> There's other times where you're like, you're jumping on it, trying to like, you know, <laughs> put the <laughs> like number of times we've had to do that, you know, and I've had even the conversation with my wife so many times. She's like, Hey, you want to go preach the gospel? But like, you never talk about Jesus with your kids. You know, I'm like, 
dang. Talk about condemnation. No, like, but I'm like, no. oh man, like it's true. Like, and yeah. more recently, like I've really been like, God, like make me intentional in this. Like, make me like, you know, the other day I kind of got a little upset, and I'm going, oh man, like you're acting crazy because you're Why? five or eight or ten, right? And I said, okay, Jesus, what, yeah. what is Why? right now calling for? Yeah, right? and right now is calling for sitting each one of them down and being like, hey. You guys probably have no idea what this means. I'm going to say that, but hey, you you have the mind of Christ. Come on. Come on. Right? You get to think, you get to think through your decisions and you get to think through like how you get to like, you know, love one another. Right. So good. And like you get to like actually enjoy thinking beautiful thoughts and you get to enjoy and like even the person who, who may be dealing with depression, it's like, Come on. you have the mind of Christ. I Jesus himself, I mean, this sounds crazy, but I feel like Jesus experienced some depression. He sat there in the garden bleeding from his eyeballs. being like, I don't want this. Like, right. I'm about to be turned over to something absolutely crazy. And it's like, dude, to not think that there was some psychological, like, chaos going on. I mean, he entered into everything human, and he still to this day is everything human, right? And with humanity comes both our really good and our really sad. Right? Yeah, delusion, man. Our our the delusions, the insanity that we've often adopted, bro. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and yet that sadness, that place of sadness, like to sound so cliche, it's like our places of sadness can be turned to places for joy, right? It's like, no, but really, like, Come the whole on. purpose is like, oh, oh, and by the way, when Jesus endured the cross for the joy set before him, guess what? You were his very joy. Yes. Right? To enter into that relationship with the Father and the Spirit, right? That was the whole purpose. And now we're here and we get it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't have to tell people to live according to this system any longer, because the system has been dealt with. Jesus dealt with that system that kept us feeling distant and, and feeling afraid. And I also will not say, though, that we aren't going to experience those times either. Even Jesus said, hey, there will be times of trial. There will be times of tribulation. But what? Take heart. For I have overcome this world. Right? Like, to me, that's really good news. Like some people are yeah. oh, like, you know, oh, well, it's only good news if there's like, nothing bad in it at all it's like no it, that that isn't even bad our human experience is not bad it's just very much our experience right it can be really sucky and it can like hurt at times and it can be like traumatic but he's got more for us and in fact it's not that he has more for us but like he's already done it and continues yeah. to do it right he's seated at the right hand of the father but he's like yeah, like, I got, yeah. I'm still like, there's still ministers out there. There's still like, you know, I don't know, maybe there's like angels. They're actually real. And there's actual like spirit to like do amazing things for us. <laughs> like, Well, he, and he still, he meets us in those places and he leads us out. You know, I, I, my favorite, I often share about my favorite movie, which is the, the Robin Williams movie, what dreams may come where, you know, the, the character is Christy. 
And uh, I won't go into it too deep because I just start crying like a baby and I lose track of everything. But uh, <laughs> like get to that point where, you know, Christy goes to hell and he meets her, his, you know, her there and he sits with her and he's willing to be there forever, you know. But it's that willingness and that meeting at, at us there, you know, like you mentioned earlier, becoming sin, becoming, you know, the light shone in the darkness, the, the darkness could not overcome it. And and then that leading in 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 the end, you know, Christy and his bride just burst into heaven, you know, in the midst of that, yeah. that place becomes heavenly. So it's like if God, God is there, then it becomes transformed and it becomes like he transforms that darkness, that delusion. And he has, and that's that's the glory of it. But but yeah, he's meeting you I mean, know, everywhere he, everywhere the river flows, it brings life, right? Come <laughs> like, on. Come on, bro. Like, Come I still on. like the Bible. You know what I mean? Like, there's still, like, so many amazing things, like, in Scripture that, like, just are, are so, oh, man, just good, you know? Like, it's really good. Like, oh, by the way, it seemed like a dream too good to be true when you return your, you know, your exiles to Zion. Oh, wow. Like, I was filled with you know? laughter. Oh, I mean, Joyful I didn't show. mean to say Zion, you know. <laughs> but, <laughs> but we are the new Jerusalem, man. He returned us to his very being. On, we are the body of Christ. That is Jerusalem. Like we are Jerusalem. We are Zion, right? We are in the very place. Man, so, like, but he, like, I love what the message says about it. He's like, hey, like, he, uh, he made this, this path so easy that not even fools could get lost on it. Yeah, bro. That's strong. You know, like. I told my friend the other day, she was like telling me that she was like leaving her church or something because she got told to stay in her lane by her pastor, right? Uh, you're not a part of the leadership. Stay in your lane. And uh, I was like, man, that the treadmill life is not very fun when it could just be like a freaking water slide of grace where you just get to have fun, you know? And like, yeah, dude. Man, and it's greasy. That's the thing too. Is like even when I say like, "Hey, let's make good choices and let's do these things." Like, let's be like good humans to one another and like let's yes. love each other. And you know, like it's in context. Yeah, yeah. It's still in the place of like, yo, I died with Christ, right? Yeah. Like, oh, by the way, it's still Jesus, like in you, that even gives you the opportunity to be human and to love one another. Right? There is no love if Christ wasn't here. There's no love if God didn't create everything. Right. So it's like that still all comes from that same very existence that we come from. That's it. bro. <sighs> so good. So good. Well, I, we better wrap it up here. Man. A couple other things I got to do. It looks like your kids are wanting you to, but yeah, you got, you got, you got church too coming up, huh? Tonight, bro. I got, we're starting our church in like 30 minutes on the interweb. I might, I might join. I'll just make some pizza with my kids and. Oh yeah. We may, you may even That's see fun. more. Jubilee Online Church, <laughs> which we have launched on Thursday nights, uh, 8 p.m. Eastern. Little plug if anybody wants to join in anytime, or it's always recorded, uh, they get posted on YouTube and podcasts and stuff. But same place you find this podcast, you'll find all the Jubilee lines. But yeah, man, we're going to go do that here in a little bit. But it's just been so rich, man. And uh, just, just to reconnect with you in the last. I don't know. It's it, we never really that disconnected, but a couple of years I wouldn't see you here or there. But it's 
it's just good, man. Just encourage. Uh, that. I, I mean, I disconnected myself on purpose. Let's yeah, be real. Yeah. Like I, I pulled myself out and was like, no, nah, man, I gotta like, I gotta go somewhere else for a while. Yeah, uh, not because I didn't love anybody or didn't want to, you know, no. I just, man, I, I just needed some time away. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Well, and it, it, but it's just cool. Like to meet, you know, guys like you and just that there have been, some of us have been tracking with this for some years and, and we've been learning some similar things, you know, in order, in order to last this long, we have to learn a little bit of practical life, human wisdom and that, well, but to still keep drinking and keep enjoying that it really is complete. And we're just learning how that applies to every area. We're waking up and, and seeing that even if it doesn't feel complete, that's okay too. And we can love each other through that and we can still be friends. And, and, uh, it's just, yeah, it's yes. a beautiful in every area, you know, it's beautiful. Yeah. When like half the people, you know, are like, ah, oh, Jesus was just a man. Didn't do anything anyway. Like, you're like, I mean, dude, it's tough at times, dude. It's real tough at times. You know, it really is. Like, let's be real. It is tough at times to be in this position and be like, what you're like, and man, you can't even, it's, and yet Jesus, like, he cannot not be faithful. Come on, dude. Come on. <laughs> right. He's just that. He is just faithful, you know? Oof. That's it, bro. Anyway. A lot of glory, man. Well, Isn't it fun? Let's do it again. Maybe yeah. when I start a podcast, I'll have you, and we'll just run it back. Yeah, and uh, I I, I uh, encourage people to look up Martin at least. You know, on uh, uh, are you you're still on social medias, right? A little bit. I don't know. I'm like I'm like a kind of back on it. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I I I didn't do any of it for many years, so now I'm kind of like I'm wanting to yeah. see a little bit of gospel opportunity and i gotta be where people are for that so they're on social media right now you know so people can find the all made new.com stuff that you're gonna be putting out yeah yeah cool man or go yeah. to kind of coffee if you're in the in the portland or the dales uh area yeah, you or can also you can also order online kynos.coffee www.kynos.coffee boom yeah cool bro well thanks for your time and uh yeah tell your family hello and and enjoy them and uh we'll, we'll, we'll bro all righty cool man love you love guys you. see ya hey thanks so much for tuning in to the firehouse chronicles with matt and katie sphinx check out all of the events and other grace and glory resources we've been inspired to host at thefirehouseprojects.com there's so much brewing right now. Also, Matt and Katie do ministry full-time with the support of partners like you. So if you're blessed by our ministry, would you consider becoming a monthly partner or making a one-time donation at thefirehouseprojects.com donate. The more partnership we have, the more resources and nations we get to reach with this glorious good news. So thank you so much. Cheers, deep drinks, and until next time.